Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. It is the last day for the two of you in Asia. Mm-hmm, I am mm-hmm. fighting jet lag here in the States, <laughs> and you two will soon be joining me in that endeavor. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, when is it going to be our first, like, all three of us kind of jet lagged DBS recording? I guess a week from today. A week from today, yeah. yeah. Next one. Yeah, exactly. Right. Be there. Hopefully, I'll be like pretty much done. Yeah, by then. Emily will be yeah, fine. I'm almost there. Yeah. But if but... anybody in the audience wants to jet lag along with us, just, you know, a couple days before recording, you mm. know, try to just completely reverse your sleep schedule just like stay up all night yeah don't go to bed come on Uh, try to sleep at like 10 in the morning with your (laughs) curtains wide open you know just like really (laughs) mess up your sleep schedule and then join us and and then we'll all feel it together sounds like a blast (laughs) yes there you go yes let's together jet lag um (laughs) i wanted to shout out my mom because it's her birthday today so everybody wish sherry a happy birthday yes slash nelly in the chat happy birthday Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. And yeah, uh, how close are we to being done with this book? I knew you were going to ask. How, how close? <laughs> for everyone's uh, birthday. So after today, four more. So five including today. Got it. Okay. It feels so long. I, how, I how much more does Luke have to say, really? Well, he has five more, more episodes to say, apparently. Yeah, apparently a lot more. I know, exactly. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. fun times. The so last time was, I'm sorry to bring this back up, but last time was when we learned about Pappies. Yes, yes. That classic. Yes. Like that lady. Don't be sorry. <laughs> that lady in the crowd just yelled at Jesus like, bless the Pappies that gave you suck and the womb that carried you or something yep. like that. And he was like, uh, I don't okay, understand. sure. <laughs> like, why couldn't they just bless the mom and not like the specific parts of the body? That to me is really strange. Because we love reducing women to body parts. Mm. That is true. We Ancient do love tradition. that. Even then, apparently. She's really just her Pappies and her uterus. That, that's that's yeah, it. for sure. For sure. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. So, <laughs> yeah. Fun times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that happened. And I don't know. I, it's been a week. So yeah. I can't really remember what else happened. Do you do? You that two? was the most important part was Pappies. Got it. Pappies and okay, Pappies, really. Pappies and Pappies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pappies and Pappies. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if there was anything else. We got the Lord's Prayer. Remember, we did that oh, yeah. this last week. So that was fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else. I think it was just kind of more teaching. But we have not yet. I mean, there's still stuff to happen, right? We have not gotten yet to Gethsemane, have we? No, 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 definitely yeah. not. So we've still, I mean, they're still really going to gonna draw it out if no, 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 that is happening all. like right now. And I, I don't think, I don't think so. Yeah. Have we done the riding into town, skiing on two mules? No, I don't think okay. so. Yeah, that hasn't happened yet. So there's still a lot of stuff to happen. Skiing on the two mules. <laughs> Didn't that happen with... <laughs> no. Not, not Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke, Dick Van yeah. Dyke? Yeah. Who knows what arrangement of animals it's going to be this time? <gasps> Jean-Claude Van <laughs> Dyke Van Dyke, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, John Claude Van Dyke, <laughs> Jesus, also known as Jesus. Goodness. Okay. Wow. Now there's yeah. a different casting we had not considered. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that hasn't happened yet, sadly. But maybe it will soon. Maybe it'll happen today. Yeah. I can't wait. Lovely. Um. Yeah. So, what are you two drinking on this last morning? Oh. DBS for a while. I'm so glad that you asked. Um. Because I think that. Two things that people should know about me if mm, they don't know already yes. is one, I love ancient waterways. And then two, oh, yes. I love exotic Japanese citrus because every time I come to Japan, I'm introduced to a new 
citrus flavor oh. that I didn't even know existed in the world. Yes, I mean, me too. Yuzu Ruhanya. So, of course, I've had a very long love affair with yuzu. Um, absolutely love the taste of yuzu. Yes, I will get yuzu flavored everything. Yes. <laughs> um, a few years ago, I got introduced to the shikwasa. Whoa. Which is really fun to say, the shikwasa. Yeah, shikwasa. that is a cool thing to say. Which, yeah, grows in the south of Japan. And it's also, it's a common name is a depressed lemon. Um, <laughs> Why is so, it depressed? Does it look sad? Uh, it. No, it literally means like like it's flattened. Oh. Like it's been like you took a lemon. It actually kind of looks more like a lime. It's kind of greenish. Like you took a lime and you like squished it like it was a ball of play-doh. Okay. Into like a flat UFO kind of shape. And then so that's the do you, that's the shikwasa. Do you cut it and also like juice it? Or what happens there? I've never touched a real shikwasa in my life. I've only ever drank its juice mixed with alcohol. Got so it. Okay. I well, I can't tell you. So is this a chew high or what is this exactly? Um, no. Okay. Okay. Brand new citrus oh, okay. on the scene. Oh, okay, okay. Again, that I had never in my life heard of before okay. until I was at the convenience store last night. Um, so I got a, this is called a Huganatsu. A Huganatsu Sawa. Mm. Kind of sounds like the Huguenots. Yeah. Whoever oh, they that's were. That's fun. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Were they someone? Weren't they that's like beautiful. an early Germanic tribe or something like that? Yeah, like, something like really? that. Are um, you making yeah. that up? No, I think that's oh, okay. true. Yeah, Actually, yeah. Someone in the chat will know. Okay. Huguenots, something about early European history. Um, yeah, Huguenotsu, which is grown yeah, also in okay. the south down in Kyushu. And um, it tastes, what it looks like, I Googled it. It looks like an orange on the inside, but a lemon on the outside. It has like a really bright yellowy peel, but more orangey flesh. That's weird and cool. Mm. I love it. And allegedly, it may be a naturally occurring hybrid, a chance oh. hybrid of a yuzu and a pomelo. Oh, lovely. And um, yeah, it does taste a little bit lemony, a little bit orangey, mm -hmm. it's, it, but it's quite unique. Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying it. Lovely. How cool. We did learn here, of course, thanks to John Dolph the Mike in the chat, that the Huguenots were the French Protestants during the Reformation. There you go. Yeah. Then so, they moved beautiful. to Kyushu, Japan, and started cultivating their own <laughs> Unique proprietary citrus, citrus groves. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Good, good. Decided to keep it only in Japan, but yes, uh -huh. I wish that they would have brought it over here because that sounds like a really cool fruit. Mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm. learned of, like, a, you know, um, what are the fruits that, like, get all crinkly, but then you cut them open and they kind of have, like, the little balls on the inside? What? You know what I'm talking what? about? Like I've a, only like ever seen like them in Asian... No, not a not a fig, Crinkly. like a pa a passion fruit. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. A passion fruit. All right. But I've sure. seen. I just w became aware of the banana passion fruit. So they're passion fruits, mm. but they're like kind of long, like this, and wow. they're really cute. Huh. And I want one. Weird. All right, Jess, what did you get? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I also managed to find a new flavor of Chuhai, of Horoyoi, okay. that we hadn't yeah. seen before, and it's flavored after a different drink. So that's a fun little crossover that's here. <laughs> so it's it's an alcoholic version of this other drink that's like a, a vitamin C drink that I have oh. one for reference here so anyone in the live show can see. It's in like an actual glass bottle, which is very cool. Oh, wow. It looks like, the design looks like it's been around since the 40s or something like that. Definitely. And it, genuinely, it has. Like you can find old Japanese like ads, wow! You know, from like the '40s and '50s, advertising this like vitamin drink. Okay, yeah. So it advertises itself as a little vitamin C drink, but it tastes more like um, a Red Bull or a Five Hour oh. Energy or something. Oh, and it's got some like guarine or taurine or like some of those things in it and some caffeine. So I guess this is sort of like it's almost weirdly like they've made. <laughs> like a vodka like a Red, Red Bull, Bull vodka? or yeah, like a exactly. Sochu Red Bull Weird. into a drink, but the flavor is different. It's not quite the same, but okay. but it has that vibe to it, you know? That's fun. So if I'm just bouncing off the walls by the end of this episode, you will know why. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> Jeez, that's intense. Um, what about you? Yeah, I the only fruit I had in the house were blueberries, so I made myself a lovely blueberry margarita. Just muddled Beautiful. Beautiful. a ton of blueberries and then made it into a margarita. I did my uh, a sugar rim as opposed to a salt rim, and it's nice. quite nice. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I wonder if blueberries with a salt rim would be good or if that would just be gross. I would do it. Maybe, I don't know. I would. Yeah, I'm sure you would, Dedeker. Dedeker would put salt on basically anything, though, so... Mm. Okay, well, good to know. Well, with that, uh, I guess let's start talking about what we're reading today, right? 
Yeah, what are we yeah. reading? What do we got? All right. So today we are continuing on. We're now, what did I say? Five episodes from the end of this. Yes. And weirdly, we're going to be reading three chapters today. Wow. I feel like Luke writes long chapters, and so we've only been doing two per episode, but we're actually doing three today. So we're reading chapters 13, 14, and 15 today. And... As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us, or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, it is Luke chapter 13. It's a Christmas up in here. Yeah, we got to enjoy it while we can. We got to keep it in our hearts all year. Oh, I, I want to keep Christmas in my heart always. It's my favorite time of year. So I hear you. Luke chapter 13. Now, there were some present at the same time who told him about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Ew. I'm sorry, wait, what? I don't even, what are they talking about? I don't know what's happening. What did we, what did we miss? What did we miss? Yeah. uh, Okay, is this a a metaphor? So, okay, let's see, Eugene. We'll start with Eugene. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Eugene. Welcome. Welcome to the episode. Did they kill some Galileans and then also like throw their blood onto like the sacrificial pillar or table? That's pretty... Metal. It is pretty metal. Yeah, that is metal, for sure. Check out what Eugene says, though. And he seems to imply it's a little more metaphorical. So about that time, some people came up and told him about the Galileans Pilate had killed while they were at worship, mixing their blood with the blood of the sacrifices on the altar. I see. Okay. Okay. So they're staging a little protest, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, assuming we can trust Eugene's reading of this... um, but you know, you know how we could find out definitively? How? How? Definitively? <laughs> yeah. How? There were present at the same season ah. that showed him of ye Galileus, whose blood Pilate mingled with their own sacrifice. Their own sacrifice. Got it. Definitely. Yeah. That's A-W-N-E. On. Their own sacrifice. On. It's like on star. Okay. Yeah. On star. Okay. Yes, on star. Great. Jesus answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you all will perish in the same way. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they Whoa. were worse offenders who? than all the men who dwell in Jerusalem? I think we're really getting the news feed of this particular week. Yeah, really. In Jerusalem. I love that, like, that is not something that most people know happened. That's not, like, in the Bible anywhere else. It's just, like, a random side note that nobody Hmm. knows, except for right here in Luke. And, like, but the, the message he's trying to make, though, is, like, these people getting killed, though, are they worse than everybody else? No. No. But if you don't turn to God, then you'll die like them. Okay. It's a little, I'm just a little confused at the A to B connection. Jesus is sometimes a little muddy there from the A to B, I think. Hmm. Well, but is there still this lingering the connection job. of like, if something bad happens to you, it's because God is punishing you and you must have done something to deserve it? Sort Perhaps. of mentality that he's trying to push back against. Okay. Yeah. So maybe he's like, look, this isn't because they deserved it, but... Oh, shoot. But if you don't follow God, you will deserve it. And then that will happen. Maybe he's trying to say there's random chance of these things and then mm-hmm. also punishments from God. Maybe it's sort okay. of a yes and. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I have no okay. idea. Nobody knows. I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all perish in the same way. He spoke this parable. Oh, here we go. Parable time. <laughs> oh, our good, favorite. Good, good. This one. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Oh, this is a sore spot for Jesus. He hates figs. (laughs) He cannot let this one go. (laughs) He said to the vine dresser, Behold, these three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it waste the soil? He answered, 
Lord, leave it alone this year. Also, until I dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit, fine. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. I guess that's the end of the parable because uh, then we can kind of switch what? gears. Oh. Wait, that wasn't even a parable. It was just like, see what happens. <sighs> An anecdote. <laughs> that's very strange. Yeah. I, I guess. Is I feel it, like Jesus okay. is like, he's kind of, I don't know, maybe he had like a rough night. And he's not really talking about things <laughs> okay. as well as he could have <laughs> otherwise, perhaps. Mm. It just seems like it's maybe a little bit of a veiled threat, right? Oh, uh, if you don't produce right. results, you're going to get cut down. So you better think about okay, got it. rolling in some cow shit and producing results. Well, maybe he's, okay, he's starting yeah. to get a little sassier than normal. Right. Maybe it's sort of like, yeah. look, God's going to give you some time to get your act together. But not that But much. not forever. Not that much time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There will come a limit here. Yeah. And I guess as the tree, you may or may not know when that is. So you better hurry up. Yeah. I I don't know. (laughs) Okay, new topic, new story. He was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath day. Behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, and she was bent over and could in no way straighten herself up. She needs a chiropractor. Yeah, seriously. When Jesus saw her, he called her and said to her, woman, you are freed from your infirmity. Woman? He laid his hands on her. And immediately she stood up straight and glorified God. Damn. Maybe he did just do a big adjustment yeah, on her. Exactly. Yeah, that's the lay yeah. of your hands. It's like, <laughs> and then like, she's good. <laughs> she's good. Amazing. Now that's a savior I could get into. Right? If, if someone no, could yeah. come along and just- Chiropractor savior. Oh, yeah. God, I got to go to Ooh, Dr. Yeah. Mike. I got to go. Real bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, Dr. Mike, the savior of us all. Right? <laughs> Legit. Okay. The ruler of the synagogue, being indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the multitude, there are six days in which men ought to work. Therefore, come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Therefore, the Lord answered him, you hypocrites, doesn't each one of you free his ox or his donkey from the stall on the Sabbath and lead him away to water? Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound 18 long years, be freed from this bondage on the Sabbath day? Mm, Okay. Oh, wait. I like it that he's not like, he's like, healing isn't doing work. He's like, I'm just like letting go of the curse. No, he's like, I'm just like, I just open the door and it's done. I'm just just letting this demon go have some, have a drink. Out of the trough. <laughs> okay. Right. And then not letting him back in. Wow. Right, yeah. And then close the door. Okay. Yeah. As he said these things, all his adversaries were disappointed and all the multitudes rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Cool. He said, what is the kingdom of God like? To what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took mm, yeah. and put in his own garden. It grew and became a large tree and the birds of the sky lodged in its branches. Okay. Again, he said, to to what shall I compare the kingdom of God? I'm sorry. I just didn't expect that to be the kingdom of heaven. You were on board with that one? can I just, can Mm. I like, so he was a baby on earth, you know, he, he, you know, was a larva and then became a Jesus. Uh Uh-huh. But right. was he like a fully formed... Like we all do. <laughs> but my question is, was he a fully formed Jesus in heaven before so he knows what it looks like? Or is he just like thinking out loud? Mm. Like, mm. yeah, what's happening there? Interesting question. <laughs> he just asked if Jesus yeah, pupated. Wow. And he, <laughs> I guess... He was pupating in heaven yeah. Before he got sent down to earth. No, but I'm saying, like, was he a butterfly in heaven already and then became a pupa? Oh. <laughs> and then, like, okay. <laughs> went out. I see. Wow. Yeah, from there. Boy. <laughs> Gosh. It's, yeah, it's, that's, I don't think he, well, okay. Okay. I'm going to try to take the question a little bit seriously okay. and just think Please. so far. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't recall there being any mentions. In the Old Testament or New Testament that we've read so far that talk about people like existing before they're born. Mm -hmm. I think that might be some newfangled Christian stuff that people have come up with. Do people believe that? I'm not talking about anyone else. I'm just talking about Jesus. I don't care about (laughs) anyone else. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Okay. I guess I'm just saying he never mentions anything about 
being there, but he does but talk he's like he knows it. But insinuating that he does know what it's like, and so that's what I'm but saying. But is it because he has visions? Or is it because he's from God? He's a piece of God. Whoa, he's a piece of God. He Which also piece? has like God. Is he God? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's like, is he God or not? Now we've we've gotten back to the old, the age old debate about Jesus. Is is he God? Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, keep keep going. <laughs> Again, he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast, which a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. That was the end of that. Cool. Okay, cool. I I just noticed that in the Message Bible, that verse 20 starts with, uh, you know, so after he says the thing about planting the tree, which in the Message is an acorn, which grows into an oak rather than a mustard seed. Okay. And and then verse 20 says, he tried again. (laughs) (laughs) And then he does this thing about the yeast. So it's like, yeah, that didn't work. He tried again. <laughs> See, he's not on his best game today. I mean, it's okay. We all have off days. Like, don't worry about it too much, Jesus. Oh, yeah. He went on his way through cities and villages, teaching and traveling on to Jerusalem. One said to him, Lord, are they few who are saved? He said to them, strive to enter in by the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter in and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen up and has shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us, then he will answer and tell you, I don't know you or where you come from. (laughs) Then you you will begin to say, we ate and drink in your presence and you taught in our streets. He will say, I tell you. I don't know where you come from. (laughs) Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. Jeez. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and yourselves being thrown outside. They will come from the east, west, north, and south and will sit down in the kingdom of God. Behold, there are some who are last who will be first, and there are some who are first who will be last. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've covered that yeah, one. He says that one yeah. a lot. Oh, okay. Usually he presents it as a more general statement of like the last will be first. And here it's like, well, some some of some the last may might be happen first. And- be first, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Interesting. On that same day, some Pharisees came saying to him, get out of here and go away for Herod wants to kill you. Oh, it's Oof. nice that they like give him a heads up. I guess. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. Yeah. He said to them, go and tell that fox. (laughs) What? (laughs) Wow. He called Herod a fox? He's a silver fox. fox. Yeah. Go and tell that fox. Go and tell that fox, behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow. And the third day I complete my mission. What? Nevertheless. Okay, Okay, wait, hold on. Wait, what is he talking about? He's like, just tell him, look, I'm already booked. Like, I'm doing shows today and tomorrow, and then I'll be wrapped on the third day. Like, calm down. So, like, I'll leave then, okay? Just, like, get over yourself. That's funny. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the next day, for it can't be that a prophet perish outside of Jerusalem. Mm. Okay, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together like a hen gathers her own brood under her wings and you refused. Who's talking here? What? Jesus is reciting a poem, I think. Oh. Yeah. Or scripture, possibly. Behold, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Cool. Then that's it. That's Luke chapter 13. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll continue us on here then yeah. with yeah. Luke 14. Okay. It happened when he went into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees on a Sabbath to eat bread mm. that they were watching him. Oh. Behold, a certain man who had dropsy What's was that? in front of him. What's a dropsy? I've heard of dropsy. We're going to find out right I've now. I've heard of this too. I haven't. But- uh, generalized swelling. Okay. Ew. A certain man who had generalized... It's, 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 it's... Yes? How do you say it? Edema? Pulmonary edema? 
It's just where you're you're swollen. Got it. Okay. You're generally swollen. Okay. Okay. There's some not very good looking pictures. I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, I think the pulmonary ones when it's in like your heart. Yeah, when it's your heart. That's a different, a more acute thing. Okay. I think. Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. So a guy with dropsy was in front of him. Jesus, answering, spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Why does he care? He just did it. I think he's trying to trick them now. They've been trying to trick him with questions. I think he's I think he's trying to get them back. He's doing the tricking. But they were silent. He took him and healed him and let him go. He answered them, Which of you, if your son or an ox fell into a well, wouldn't immediately pull him out on a Sabbath day. Right? Totes. They couldn't answer him regarding these things. Yeah. So I guess he's going with that same idea of like, look, it's not really work. I'm just kind of like helping someone out, you know? Like, just like, yeah. Saving yeah. somebody. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't worry about right. it. It's going to be all right. They couldn't answer him regarding these things. He spoke a parable to those who were invited. Good. When he noticed how they chose the best seats... And said to them, When you are invited by anyone to a marriage feast, don't sit in the best seat, since perhaps someone more honorable than you might be invited by him. And he who invited both of you would come and tell you, Make room for this person. (laughs) Then you would begin with shame to take the lowest place. (sighs) But when you're invited, go and sit in the lowest place so that when he who invites you comes, he may tell you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. But then it's going to be an endless loop, because then the person, your friend now has to go and be like, hey, actually, my friend's going to sit here, so now you need to leave. Like It's just going to be an endless loop of people being embarrassed. Yeah. Mm, See... I, th- I don't know. I feel like this is clever advice, though, right? It's a power play. Mm-hmm. It's like, aha, I'm going to make it so someone else gets demoted mm. so that I get promoted and everyone sees it. And they're like, aha, uh-huh. that person's cool, but so humble. We love that. <laughs> so humble. This almost feels like advice you would get in Emily Post or something oh, like that. Yeah, like yeah. Something about the politics of where you sit if you don't know your hierarchy within the, the thing. Yes, Although she's yes. big on on like labeled place settings though, like that the host should assign seats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. And then you just have to deal with it. Well, and then it simplifies it, right? You never have that mistake because you just look for your name and you sit there. So Yeah, okay. sure. All right, all right, all right. Verse 12. He also said to the one who had invited him, when you make a dinner or a supper, don't call your friends, nor your brothers, nor your kinsmen, nor rich neighbors, or perhaps they might also return the favor and pay you back. But when you make a feast, ask the poor, the maimed, the lame, or the blind, and you will be blessed because they don't have the resources to repay you. For you will be repaid in the resurrection of the righteous. Well, that's nice, I suppose. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. When one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who will feast in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, A certain man made a great supper, and he invited many people. He sent out his servant at supper time to tell those who were invited, Come, for everything is ready now. They all, as one, began to make excuses. Why? Oh, no. Why would they do that? The first said to him, I've bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please have me excused. Another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I must go try them out. Please have me excuse. <laughs> I got to ride them. You know what yeah. I mean? I got to ski on these five oxen. <laughs> Another said, I have married a wife and therefore I can't come. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry to hear oh, that. I love she doesn't even have like, I got to spend time with her. Yeah. It's just, it's like you, I'm married, you know, I can't. You know, okay. <laughs> that servant came and he told his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor, maimed, blind, and lame. The servant said, Lord, it is done as you commanded, and there is still room. The Lord said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you that none of those men who were invited will taste of my supper. 
I should have said taste of my meat. That's mm. that was a real disappointing. Yeah. I think this guy's just mad because he realized none of his friends actually like hanging out with him. It's true. I mean, that happens. Oh, that's so awkward. That happens. I don't know what to yeah. say. Yeah. For I say unto you that none of those men which were biddy shall taste, shall test. There's no E at the end of that. Tast. Shall test of my supper. Mm. Ew. <laughs> okay. I have a feeling that all those men are fine with that. Actually, yeah, they're like he's actually a really bad cook, so whatever, <laughs> right? Whatever. <laughs> um, okay, all right. Now, great multitudes were going with him. He turned and said to them, "If anyone comes to me and doesn't hate his own father, mother, wife, children, brothers, and sisters, yes, and also his own life, he can't be my disciple." We hate is a strong word. Whiteness. Yeah. What? Hate is That's a weird. strong word. What are some other ones? Who's saying this? Yeah, so Jesus is turning to all the people around him. Why? So, he's okay. Like he, off of his rocker today a little bit, yeah. I think. He really is. He's just having a really bad day. Okay, so anyone who comes to me but refuses to let go of father, mother, spouse, children, brothers, okay. sisters, that's Eugene's. Is, that's Eugene's. That's better than Better, I guess. Hate. Um, let's see here. This is King James, or no, a New International Version. Uh-huh. Does not hate. That uses hate. Uh, King James says hate. Let's see, what's the complete Jewish Bible say? Hate. It seems like hate is the universal winner. It's just Eugene that went against the grain. Yeah, Eugene was like, we got to soften this a little bit. He was like, that's too, he also, yeah, he also was like, that's too strong of a word. Yeah, Eugene's like, I have kids. I don't want them to read this. Yeah, awkward. not, yeah. Interesting, okay. Whoever doesn't bear his own cross and come after me can't be my disciple. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, doesn't first sit down and count the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Or perhaps when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, everyone who sees begins to mock him, saying, this man began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or what king, as he goes to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends an envoy and asks for conditions of peace. It's like, if you you know you're going to lose, negotiate for peace, sure. How does this tie back to hating our parents and siblings? I don't know. So therefore, whoever of you who doesn't renounce all that he has, he can't be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt becomes flat and tasteless, with what do you season it? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Is he like saying that these people are manure salt if they don't <laughs> renounce their peeps? Garbage Correct. grapes and manure it salt. Seems to be, yes, yes. <laughs> That does seem to be the case. Yes, indeed. Maybe that should be another like drink or oh, I don't know. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. Country scripts and manure salt. All for your enemies only. Yeah, mm, there you go. Mm, 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 mm. Yes, yeah. I like that. Yeah, uh, and that's the end of the chapter. And we should wow. take a quick break. Yeah, to to fill our drinks, stretch our legs. Uh, crack our backs. Actually, mm, that's a good yeah, one to do. For sure, but yeah. most importantly is to tell all of your friends. Tell your friends about the show. We would love to have more people here hanging out, listening to the show. Also, if you're able to tune in for our live shows, we do those every week on Thursdays on Twitch. You can get information about that at drunkbiblestudy.com slash live or follow us at drunkbiblestudy on twitch.tv. We would love to have you here. And then of course, for those of you who want to guarantee your membership in this exclusive club. Club. You can do that by going to our Patreon at patreon.com slash study. And as a thank you for that, we have things like early releases of episodes, personal toasts on the show, Emily's cocktail recipes with beautiful pictures, and of course, membership in the club. Wink. Before we take a break, I just want to read what Pious Farmer just dropped in the chat uh, that they found our show 
They found our show at a hotel in St. Louis. What? St. Louis. St. St. Louis. St. Louis. <laughs> okay. I don't know why that came out. Uh, uh, no, uh, I was at a hotel in St. In St. Louis, and they had a wall of post-it pads where you wrote your favorite podcasts and posted them for others to take. I took one with DBS on it. History was made. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. I love that so much that we were in St. Louis. St. Louis, pray for us. Thank you, patron saint of podcasts. Wow, St. Louis. Patron yeah. saint of podcasts. Oh my gosh, yeah. Thank you for being here. That's incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. I also want to know who it was that wrote that. So if you were the person out there that wrote, like, write, write to us uh, at, at info at drunkbiblestudy.com yes, or you can message us you. on Facebook or join our Discord, discord.drunkbiblestudy.com. Japan to St. Louis to LA to wherever it is that you are. Right. Thank you. We love you. Hey, and we're back with chapter 15. Now, all the tax collectors and sinners were coming close to him to hear him. The Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Mm. He told them this parable because he loves parables. (laughs) Which of you men, if you had 100 sheep and lost one of them, wouldn't leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that was lost until he found it? When he has found it, he carries it on his shoulders, rejoicing. When he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. (laughs) I tell you... (laughs) I read to you some Tyndale of that. Oh, no. Sure. Uh, This is verse 6. And... Ason, Asone, Aswan, as oh as soon, I see, Asone. And as soon as he cometh home, he calleth together his lovers and neighbors. Oh. Say I know, right? <laughs> All the his lovers. Lovers and neighbors Dang. saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found you my sheepy which was loosed. <laughs> oh All his lovers come together. Oh, that's very sweet. sweet. Yeah, so cute. I tell you that even so, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who need no repentance. Or what woman, if she had 10 drachma, which apparently was a coin worth about two days' wages for an agricultural laborer, if she had 10 drachma coins, if she lost one drachma coin, wouldn't light a lamp, sweep the house, and seek diligently until she found it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I found the drachma which I had lost. Oh, gosh, just like me earlier in this Japan trip, losing Amon. Oh, oh <sighs> yeah, that was rough. People did don't you, know did Amon. You find Amon it? is Amon is how do I put that 10, in 000. agricultural laborers' wages? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know the going rate for an agricultural laborer yeah, right now. So. Okay, the reality is probably an agricultural labor if they're an undocumented person is probably much lower than let's say the minimum wage. But I'll just say it's a minimum wage. Okay, so I'll say that Amon is worth right now, probably depending on if we're, uh, let's see, what's the minimum wage? The federal minimum wage is what? Depends uh, on, I think it's like 725. Yeah, yeah. it's horrible. Um, so one mon is probably worth about 10, could, 10 hours of minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Or so. Like 70 bucks, but it's all 70, one, yeah. bill. Like 70 bill. one bill. It's a 10,000 yeah. yen bill. Yeah. So and it's worth, it. uh, yeah, it. that was a real bummer. I would be pissed too. That mm. sucks. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, for sure. But you never found but it. It didn't end happy for me like this woman. No, I swept the house. I lit a lamp. I, <laughs> I saw it diligently. It was nowhere to be You're found. Like lighting incense. Yeah. I'm Let's sorry. just say that no lovers were gathered no. to rejoice. <laughs> Sadly, no, not a single one. Even so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner repenting. He said, a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my share of your property. He divided his livelihood between them. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all of this together and traveled into a far country. There he wasted his property with righteous living. Riotous, not righteous. Right, riotous, 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 not righteous. The opposite, the opposite of righteous. (laughs) Unless it's righteous, like like the way a surfer would say it, like he partied righteous, man. Oh, righteous. Yeah, okay. When he had spent all of it, there arose a severe famine in the country, and he began Mm. to be in need. 
He went and joined himself uh, to one of the citizens of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed his pigs, or to feed pigs. He wanted to feed his, fill his belly with the husks that the pigs ate, but no one gave him any. But when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough, have bread enough to spare? And I am dying with hunger. I will get up and go to my father and I will tell him, father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. He arose and came to his father, but while he was still far off, his father saw him and he was moved with compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring the fattened calf, kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. They began to celebrate. Now, his elder son was in the field and he came near to the house and heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants to him and asked what was going on. He said to him, your brother is come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and healthy. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and begged him, but he answered his father, behold, these many years I have served you and I never disobeyed a commandment of yours, but you never gave me a goat that I might celebrate with my friends. <laughs> I think the dad's like, I didn't give him a goat either. I gave him a calf. That's true. Goodness. But when this, your son came, who has devoured your living with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. He said to him, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. But it was appropriate to celebrate and be glad for this. Your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Have you heard this story before, Emily? Or is this brand new to you? I think it's kind of new. I mean, it kind of makes sense. But like, wait a minute. So what? what's the point here? Like, I get that. What is, what the, is point? the point? Um, <laughs> that people would be yeah, a little bit yeah. pissed if they're like, I'm sorry, like I've always been good. And now you're just rejoicing at this dude mm-hmm. because- he was a bad boy and now he's a good boy. Yeah. But like, maybe he's going to be a bad boy again. That's true. That's, That's true. That's the question. Uh, this is a very, very, very famous parable. Yeah. The, the story of the prodigal mm. son. Oh, Quite, this is the prodigal this son? This is the prodigal yeah, son. Yeah, this is the yes. one. The yeah. youngest? Oh, wait, they didn't ever say the prodigal son. It was implied. Only the penitent man shall pass. Yeah, he didn't use that word, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. An implied prodigal. <laughs> Got it. Okay, this is the prodigal son. Yeah, I would I would I would understand that the other son or sons would be pissed. I would be pissed. Be like yeah. WTF, mate. It reminds me of basically a different version of the story he told before about the guy who went out and hired the laborers and said, I'll pay you this amount for the day. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through the day, went out and hired more and paid them the same amount. And then right at the end of the day, hired more and paid them the same amount. Yeah. And the yeah. first ones were like, dude, what gives? We worked way longer yeah. than them. For I sure. still don't know what the meaning is, though. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That's yeah. really weird. Well, okay. I'm mostly familiar with this tale because I think it is used often in the context of, I'm just going to come out and say it, and I'm sorry if this triggers anybody, uh, often in the context of like, oh no, my kid came out as gay. I need to pray that they'll come back to the church and come to their senses. Whoa. Like like the prodigal son story mm. is like the perfect template for like anxious Christian parents to latch on to if they have kids Interesting. who are- Interesting, I've never encountered oh, it in that oh, context before. Really? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, okay, clearly yeah. I ran in very different- That's really awkward. Yeah, Evangel- yeah. Very intense evangelical- Different Jesus circles. Circles, for sure. Yeah, so this was very much, this is the template. Wow. My mom even read a book that, that was called Praying the Prodigal Home. Uh, after I Wait, moved to Los was Angeles. was she worried that like, oh, after, was she like, Dedeker's going to be gay? I, and it was much worse. Dedeker became polyamorous. Okay, okay. it was much worse. It was worse than she could ever imagine. <laughs> it's it's not, a, it's, okay, I think Dedeker's caused some confusion here by making this about gayness. It's more just about like, in some way or another, Yes. You've lost your way and you've stopped being a Christian. Yeah, it doesn't have to be about gay. being gay. It's just that like, okay, my kid yeah. is not being Christian in the way that I want them to be whether that's they've mm-hmm. left the church right. or they're not Christian anymore. Or it's just literally like they're not doing the thing that I think is biblical and godly. Yeah. And therefore they are the prodigal child. Right, right. And we need to pray yeah. that they come back so I can celebrate them. 
Okay. Yeah. I, so the other thing that I've heard kind of the justification for is the idea that it doesn't matter what bad things you've done in your life if you come back to God. This is the whole born again thing, right? It's like, oh, it doesn't matter if you've been a criminal and a drug addict or like whatever. It doesn't matter because even this example here shows you Anytime you come, you get the full wages. You still get all the inheritance of God and all that stuff. So I've heard it more often to justify that mm-hmm. kind of way of thinking rather than specifically about your kid, but uh, yeah. Or like you too, because you once believed in God will go to heaven still. Well, no. So this is kind of, I think, I think Jesus's message tends to be the opposite of that. It's like, once you start doing bad, you're out. But as soon as you come back, you're good. That kind of seems to be like the message they're getting here. You can always not not the whole once you're saved, you're good forever. I think that's a later, more capitalist thing. It's like, oh no, I need Mm. lifelong rights to this (laughs) this privilege or something. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Got it. Okay. Wow. And that's it. Well, that's it for the day. We've got four wow. more days we did of Jesus saying a bunch of random weird parables. <laughs> I'm glad that I got this one because apparently it's like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just expected prodigal to be in there and then I would have been like, oh, I've heard of this. But because um, I didn't. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. a good point. Yeah. It was kind of like, okay, what are we saying here? Mm-hmm. Just that cool, um, somebody comes back and now we can celebrate them, but somebody's going to be pissed because you're not celebrating those who stayed good all the time. Yeah, I think that seems to be his whole recurring thing, right? About like the one sheep that came back or the one mon that the lady found on the ground. Well, is Is that it's like, maybe it's better to celebrate the people who come back rather than the ones who are good all the time. So don't be upset. Which I, we can argue about this because I do think a part of it is is BS, honestly. <laughs> yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Because yeah. I I was thinking immediately that the the actual like story, the actual parable was going to end in, and then he came back to his flock and his whole flock was gone. Oh. And because he ran off to, you know, save the one. Everyone else. Interesting. Left. Okay, you, the, you've confused the two stories. Those are two separate <laughs> stories, Emily. Okay. But, there, but, there was the story about no, the shepherd. I, that's going just what for the I thought. Sheep. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. I know that it didn't now, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, that's what I expected. And then when it, like, went on, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Why are we, like, having a freaking party? No, that's really interesting, actually. Okay. Yeah. You know? This is this is making me think about the Buddhist story about carrying the oil in the spoon. I don't think it's a Buddhist story, but it is mm-hmm. a story. Okay. okay. It's the story, right, where the, the guy, the, the king tells the guy to go around the palace walls with oil in a spoon and don't spill any. Okay. And he like goes around and then comes back. He's like, look, I did it. And he's like, did you enjoy all the views and see all the majesty of the kingdom? And he's like, no, I, I didn't see any of it. I was focused on the spoon. No, that's not what you told me to do. Yeah. And then he tells him to go around again and look at the view and he does and he comes back. He's like, oh, it's amazing. And he's like, but look at the spoon and it's all empty because he spilled it all. And it's like about uh, finding geez. balance and like being able yeah. to pay attention to both things. Yeah. But Jesus wasn't into that. He was much more absolute. He's like, throw away all of your family into the garbage. Come with me. Get the one sheep, not the others. I, I think that yeah. we're seeing maybe the evolution of the cult of the Jesus Christ cult at the time where Got it. where mm. at first it was about like brotherly love and loving your neighbor as yourself and like all that stuff. And now as what happens in high control groups or high control relationships it becomes about sowing distrust of any other voice of reason. Whoa. Interesting. Interesting. Right? Of any other this voice that, that might be like, hey, this is a little weird or this is a lot. Like, I don't know. Like, then it's like, you have to be like, no, no, no. You have to hate everybody else who's not in this cult. So everyone <laughs> who is in a cult now or who like wants to become a cult leader, like they actually just read the Bible to like get all of their cult leader It's a pretty good study decisions. material. Yeah, for I'll sure. Say. They're like, yeah. oh, this is I mean, how we do it. Pretty much this any religion. Pretty much yeah. any religion that's a messianic type religion, right? Like like anything, like Christianity or Scientology or or Mormonism or anything, right? Where there's like a teacher mm-hmm. who kind of started it. Like I find this fascinating that they all start as cults. Yeah. Like just sort of 
by anyone else's definition. It's like, oh, this small group of people who all are super devoted to this one person and all follow these teachings as if they're infallible and all this stuff. Like it is a cult until it's been around long enough or it's spread large enough and then it becomes a real religion. Mm. It's like, I feel like the only exceptions are any of the sort of pre-Messianic religions. And even some of those maybe were culty. Yeah. Right. But maybe ones where it's sort of like, okay, we all have this more animistic way of thinking about the world that's less focused around like, oh, we have to follow this very particular doctrine from this one person. Fascinating. Right. Yeah. But I just think it's interesting whenever people like, especially Christians, talk shit about cults. I'm always like, that's what it was at first. It's like mm-hmm. everything's a cult until it becomes big enough or sticks around long enough to not be. Like, yeah. it's just yeah. such a weird way to think about it. Wow. Well, all right, kids. Thanks, everyone. Thank you all for joining us for Bible study today. If you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, uh... <laughs> visit us oh become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash slash drunk bible study if you enjoy the show oh, I'm sorry I'm I'm very tired okay become one of our patrons she's losing it well, she's really she's lost, lost it, yeah. finish it do you want to finish it at patreon.com slash drunk bible study Trash, drunk Bible study. She's too drunk. (laughs) It's not even that. I'm just so freaking jet lagged. I'm sorry still. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group or in our Discord at discord.drunkbiblestudy.com. Follow us on Twitter at Drunk Bible on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study or Oh my goodness. <laughs> Can someone please? Do you want me to do it? Do you want me to get Here's it? wondering. Got it? No, I got it. You're almost there. You're so Or close. send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk. <laughs> Drunk. <laughs> okay, Daddy no. Kurt. Do it. Fine, do it. Just... You want me to do it? Yeah, do it. Emily, no, Emily, do it. You're so close. You're almost there. There's like one more sentence. Damn it. Okay. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jason Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> by Josh and Anand from their album Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know